Chapter Four of Curly by Roger Pocock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Four: The Range Wolves. That same winter, Lord Balshannon came down from Lordsburg on the railroad by way of Bryant's Ranch and tracked my roundup outfit to our camp at Laguna. That was the spot where the patron and I fought the Apache raiders. But since then, we had built corrals beside the pool, the ring fences which are used for handling livestock. I had twenty Mexican vaqueros with me, branding calves, and the patron found us all at supper. While we ate, he told me the news, how Dick Bryant was elected sheriff of the county, how Mr. Ryan's eldest son had left college and gone into business in New York, how three bad men had been lynched by the vigilance committee at Grave City, and how low-lived Joe had shot up two Mexicans for being too obstreperous at cards. The boss had always some gossip for me at tea time. After supper, he passed me a cigar. Chaka, said he, give these boys as much sleep as you can. At midnight, you can pull out of camp for Wolf Gap, strike in there at the first streak of dawn, gather the whole of our horses, then run them as hard as you can to Holy Cross and throw them into the house. Indians? I asked. No, horse rustlers. Bryant gave me the office that some outlaws have come down from Utah. They've heard of our half-bred ponies, and they are in need of remounts. We've only two days' forage at the house. After tomorrow, let the herd into the home pasture under a strong guard by day, throw them into the house every night, and post a relief of sentries on the roof. We mustn't, ha, allow the poor robbers to fall into temptation. So see that the men have, um, plenty of ammunition. These robbers may round up our cattle. If they do, they will have to drive slow, and Bryant will hold the railway line in force, with troops if necessary. And chalk eye. Yes, sir. A friend of mine has turned this gang loose on my stock. There's been crooked work. Ryan work, sir? What makes you think that? The birds. I want leave to go shoot Ryan. Indeed, ah, oh, I've promised my wife not to. Uh, shoot Mr. Ryan. He stood up and grabbed my paw. Chalkeye, we must try to behave like, um, uh, Christians, for her sake. Now I must be off. You'll find me at Holy Cross. At noon next day, I brought our herd to Holy Cross and watered all the horses at the dam below the house. This dam crossed a small hollow, holding some two or three acres of water directly under the western wall of the hacienda. Some old trees sheltered the water, and one of these had been blown down by a gust of wind. As I drove the remuda to the gates, one of the mares got snarled up in the wrecked tree, broke her leg, and had to be shot. Then I threw the herd into the stable court and went to my quarters. I reckon that I had been thirty-four hours in the saddle, and used up five horses, so I wanted much to get my eye down for a little sleep. While the peon pulled off my boots, I gave orders mixed with yawns to my segundo. Take a charge, teniente, and report my obedience to El Señor Don Rex. 
post a guard of four in the gatehouse close the gates and place a relief of sentries on the northwest bastion if the sentry sees anybody coming the guard is to call me at once see that my riders get sleep till sundown then send a couple of them to haul that dead mare from the waterhole i had not slept an hour when a man from the guardhouse came running to wake me up i jumped into my boots grabbed my gun and bolted to the gates where balshannon joined me at the spy hole who's coming he asked a white man patron and a boy on the dead run message from bryant eh let them in i swung the gates wide open and we stood watching the riders a middle-aged stockman and a young cowboy burning the trail from the north as they came surging up the approach i reckoned their horses smelt a whiff of blood from that dead mare beside the waterhole horses go crazy at the smell of blood and though the man held straight on at a plunging run for the gates the boy lacked strength to control his mare when she swerved he spurred then she began to sunfish throwing one shoulder to the ground and then the other while she bucked at this the youngster lost his nerve and tried to dismount the same being the shortest way to heaven for when the mare felt his weight come on one stirrup she made a side spring leaving him in the air then bolted dragging him by the foot while she kicked the meat from his bones he was surely booked right through to glory but for balshannon my boss was a quick shooter and accurate so that his first bullet caught the mare full between the eyes and dropped her dead in her tracks i raised the long yell for my men as we'd rushed to get the boy from under her body it seemed to me at the time that the elder man never reigned but made a clear spring from his galloping horse to the ground reaching the mare with a single jump before she had time to drop grabbing her head he swung his full weight and threw her falling body clear of the boy when we reached the spot he was kneeling beside him in the sand stunned he said that's all say he looked up at the patron and saw the tears were starting from his eyes sir you saved my son's life with that shot i reckon his voice broke with a sob you sure made me your friend nothing broken i hope said balshannon no sir the stirrup seems to have twisted this foot i sent some men for a ground sheet in which the boy could be carried without pain balshannon sent for brandy still kneeling beside his son the stranger looked up into the patron's face you are lord balshannon he asked at your service my good fellow well do any of your greasers speak our language i fancy not then i have to tell you sir that i am captain mccallant and my outfit is the robber's roost gang of outlaws he was bending down over his son i ask no question my friend said lord balshannon we never question a guest you make me ashamed sir i came with a parcel of lies to prospect around with a view to doing you dirt balshannon chuckled and i saw by the glint in his eye that he was surely enjoying this robber you'll dine with me said he captain mccalmont looked up sharply to see what game the patron was playing you will notice captain said the boss that my house is like a deadfall trap indeed ah yes only one door you see for answer the robber unbuckled his belt and let it fall to the ground take my gun he said do you suppose i daren't trust you son 
a servant had brought the brandy and mccalmont rubbed a little on his son's face then poured a few drops between his teeth presently the lad stirred moaning a little let's take him into the house said i no mr chalkeye davies answered the robber not until this gentleman knows some more a whole lot more here curly he whispered wake up bo the lad opened his eyes clear blue like the sky and smiled at his father air you safe dad he whispered sure safe curly closed his eyes and lay peaceful the hold-up was squatting back on his heels looking out across the desert don rex said he i had a warning sent to sheriff bryant that i was coming down to lift all your hosses my wolves tracked bryant's rider to lordsburg where he wired to you you came running and had all your hosses rounded up convenient for me in the stable yard of this house i thank you sir my good man i'll bet you an even thousand dollars said the patron that you don't lift a hoof on my hot ramuda it's a spotting offer and tempts me answered the outlaw oblige me by taking my gun from the ground here and firing three shots in the air the patron took the gun and at his third shot saw a man ride out from behind the bastion on our right mccalmont waved to him and he came putting a silk mask over his face as he rode then halted in front of us shy as a wolf gun ready for war young man said mccalmont repeat to these gentlemen here the whole of yo orders for the day leave out the names of the men you're giving us dead away said the rider threatening mccalmont with his gun you mean that i mean what i say uh excuse me mccalmont said the patron your uh pistol i think thanks sir mccalmont took the gun repeat the orders he said these gentlemen are our friends well you know as best came the voice from behind the mask three men to cover your approach to holy cross and if there's trouble to shoot balshannon and chalkeye they're covered now the wall of the stable court by the southwest bastion to be mined with dynamite and touched off at ten p m prompt ten riders to get in through the breach in the wall and drive out the bunch of horses one man with an axe to split all the saddles in the harness room then join the herders leave out said mccalmont all detail for pointing swinging and driving the herd go on at one minute to ten before the wall is blown away ten riders are to make a bluff at attacking the main gate and keep on amusing the garrison until the men with the naphtha cans have fired the private house rendezvous for all hands at laguna by midnight where we catch remounts and sleep until daybreak with a night herd of two and one camp guard at dawn we begin to gather cattle while the horse wrangler and two men drive the remuda east rendezvous at wolf gap lord balshannon laughed aloud <laughs> and how about poor old bryant's posse of men he asked sheriff bryant said the captain allows that he's to catch us in a sure fine trap five miles due west of lordsburg and now he called to the mounted robber tell the boys that all orders are cancelled that i'm supping to-night at holy cross and that the boys will wait for me at the place we fix in case of accidents the man rode off 
hostile and growling aloud while balshannon stood watching to see which way he went my comet said he and i took note of just one small quiver in his voice may i venture to ask one question a hundred sir you seem to know the arrangement of my house its military weakness how did you learn that the outlaw stood up facing him and took from the breast of his shirt a folded paper belshannon and i spread it open and found a careful plan of holy cross at the foot of the paper there was a memorandum signed george ryan i may tell you said the robber that if i succeeded in burning your home stealing your horses and running your cattle mr george ryan proposed to pay my wolves the sum of ten thousand dollars carry out your plans the patron was pleased all to pieces i'd love to fight your wolves i've got some dynamite too think of what you're losing lose nothing said the robber i'll collect fifty thousand dollars compensation from ryan he stooped down and gathered his son in his arms and now will you have us for guests in your home say the word and we go belshannon lifted his hat and made a little bow much polite my house he answered in spanish is yours senor End of chapter four